Good morning, London. Welcome to the MedPoint Health Half Hour. Man, oh man, it's good to be here. It's good to be on radio today, Saturday. We're midway through February. Can you believe it? Uh, I'm your host, Ron Young. Pleased to join you wherever you may be listening in from, whether it be on the web, in your car, on the radio. Lots of avenues to listen to this show. Uh, I've got a special guest this week, uh, Emerson Murphy, fitness professional at MedPoint Fitness, one of the best trainers we got, and I will say that to everybody's face. Uh, Emerson, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I always like having uh, the fitness folks on the program because there's always a, often a lot of insight as to, as to you know, the, these new studies, the research coming out on some of these articles and whatnot, and you can lend good commentary to it. First and foremost, Emerson, how's, how are all your clients doing in the gym? I know I, I always like seeing you torture them, I mean, work them out, but uh, how are your clients uh, succeeding in the gym? You actually had one that squatted fi- 500 pounds. Nice. So how do, how do you get to 500 pounds squatting? Like, ha- Talk about that journey. Well, it's a long journey. It's not quite as simple as people think with just simple number chasing, just packing on the pounds each time that you go to squat it's a variety of different training methods you're manipulating time that the muscles under tension you're manipulating uh, weights with number of repetitions and number of sets that we progress same thing as we're not just training legs we're going to be training core back really the full body trying to get it strong enough to support that amount of weight yeah, yeah, right on, for sure. And that's the thing. You need to almost have like that element of muscular confusion. You need to make sure that all the the supporting muscles are, are in place because, sure, you can have strong legs, but if your core is not where it needs to be, you will probably fail. Yes. And at such high weights, you need to make sure you don't fail, yes. right? Like, And now we have safeties in place. Obviously, we've got um, bars that can catch weight and stuff like that should uh, should they need to, to bail out. We always practice good safety in the gym. But that's really cool, Emerson. Like, Congrats to you and congrats to the client for, for that achievement. Absolutely. I'm super proud of him. Yeah. So uh, that's well. That's one thing uh, MedPoint can do for you if you want to squat a lot of weight. <laughs> come here and see Emerson. But um, no, that's really cool, Emerson. A, a great success story for sure. I mean, there's goals from all sorts of people, whether it be flexibility-wise, uh, you know, lifting uh, certain amounts of weight. Maybe it's losing certain amount of uh, body fat. Whatever your goal is, MedPoint Fitness is the place you want to be because we've got the professionals, the kinesiology team here to uh, put you through the paces and get you where you need to be. And we also have awesome testing equipment, uh, which can give you feedback on your results. We have the cardio coach system, which will give you a VO2 max, um, bod pod, which gives your body composition. Fit 3D gives uh, accurate girth measurements, uh, over 400 measurements for your body. Funny story, Emerson. I actually had a trainer uh, who needed a suit for a wedding, and I said, "Well, get in the fit, get on the Fit 3D, uh, and you can send uh, all the measurements to your tailor, and it gives you the inseam, it gives you like all sorts of stuff." And the last piece of equipment we got is the RMR, which is the resting metabolic rate. Um, what's your favorite piece of testing equipment here at MedPoint, Emerson? 
My favorite is definitely the new cardio coach. I like getting a really good snapshot of my cardiac health in terms of how efficiently my body uses oxygen and also burns all the different macromolecules within our our bloodstream. Yeah, well, let's chat about that real quick. Um, You know, a lot of people think, oh, if I got to lose weight, I'm just going to, you know, hit the treadmill and, and run or you know, go for a walk, but there are those target heart rate zones that you want to be aware about because you could just be burning off carbs, right? And not digging into your fat source. So how, tell me a bit about the data that we receive on the cardio coach and, and why people will want to go to those target zones. Well, the cardio coach is really good for busting a lot of myths within the fitness industry. Um, like Ron said, a lot of People think that, oh, super high-intensity exercise for prolonged periods of time are going to burn the most fat. Well, I beg to differ. Our cardio coach will show you that most efficient way for a lot of the population to burn fat is go for a half-hour walk with a heart rate around 100 beats per minute. Yeah, Yeah, I was actually quite surprised because I think my uh, fat-burning zone was around 110. And a lot of people will, yeah, you're right. A lot of people think, oh, I got to bust my butt and i gotta yeah. you know go hard well sometimes it's just about sustaining the the proper pace and and making sure that your heart is beating at the proper beats per minute so go for a brisk walk at 10 minute intervals yeah yeah it could be as easy as that so anyway we've got a lot of cool technology here we've got a lot of great trainers like emerson so if you are looking at um uh, any spot to join uh, a personal training studio you can come to MedPoint Fitness. We've also launched a uh, full-access gym out here in the Riverbend area. You get a key fob. You can drop in. You can work out. You can uh, take part in group classes. There's a whole bunch of stuff included in that package. If you want more information, it's best that you just go to the website, medpointfitness.ca, and you can look at everything there uh, that we have to offer. So it's really cool. You, you, what, which gym do you like working out best in? The new one or the uh, the old school one? The new wellness center for sure. The natural light comes that comes in here is really good at breaking the wintertime blues as I'm uh, throwing some weights around. Nice, I like it. Yeah, usually I'll uh, I'll work out in this one as well, and uh, it's just a good concept and and available to uh, MedPoint clients and whatnot. So if you are in the Riverbend area, you may want to consider that. It's only around $100 a month, but you do get a lot of value packed in that. So uh, again, testing equipment, you get the gym membership, you get um, group group classes, you get one personal training session per month, and uh, it's a great value. So you want to take advantage of that. Uh, Emerson, I know we got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to dive into this article that I saw, uh, the CDC reporting uh, on uh, young children and their consumption of fruits and vegetables uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, any prediction? Good, bad? Definitely bad. Yeah, yeah, probably bad. But let's dig into some of those numbers. After this commercial break, you're listening to the MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio. Welcome back to the program. Of course, every Saturday morning we do this show. It's the MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. I'm joined today by fitness professional, kinesiologist extraordinaire, Emerson Murphy, the guy with two first names. <laughs> Emerson, I always love having you on the show and joking. Uh, how's your How's your week been? 
Week's been good. Very busy here at MedPoint between personal training or setting up new members with uh, different levels of membership. Cool. I love it. That sounds good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're in the middle of winter, but gosh, all the snow is gone. Like, could could the groundhog be correct? I It's, it's looking like it. Yes, definitely. Man, that groundhog's going to put all meteorologists out of a job, eh? Anyways, uh, we're getting through the winter here, but uh, gosh, we're almost uh, to the end of February, which is awesome because spring right around the corner. Let's chat a little bit about this uh, topic, though, Emerson, because uh, I I came across this article. It's obviously from the United States, but, you know, what happens there pretty well gets translated over to here. Yeah. I mean, Canadian numbers are usually just smaller, right? Exactly you got to scale it to the population. But uh, this has to do with children and their consumption of fruits and vegetables. And it also um, focuses uh, on sugar-sweetened beverages. So uh, this was a new, new research that came out in the States, of course. Surveyed parents of more than 18,000 kids ages 1 to 5, asking how many times their child ate fruit the number of vegetables eaten, and the number of sugary drinks consumed in the preceding week. So th- this is something that you don't quite have to worry about yet, Emerson. No, thank goodness. I got four of them, though. This is something I do need to worry about and something uh, listeners may need to worry about because the bottom line, kids are replacing fruits and vegetables with sugary drinks and is it the parents' fault? Is it is it just they're too picky? Let's let's dive into this a little bit. So, the parents reported that almost half of the kids did not eat a vegetable every day, and about a third of the kids. Remember, that's an eighteen thousand kid sample size. Very significant numbers, right? About a third of them, so that'd be six thousand kids. Crazy, did not eat a fruit every day. So let me ask you this, Emerson. If they're not eating any fruit and they're not eating any vegetables, what the heck are they eating? <laughs> I have no idea. Probably some Fruit Loops or Fruit by the Foot, whatever those gummy snacks are. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get their fruit in uh, other forms, right? No. It's, uh, and, and then the uh, 57% of that 18,000 reported drinking at least one sugar-sweetened beverage that week. At least one. And I would bet if they've had one, they've probably had quite a few. Quite a few. It's probably one a day. Uh, yeah, that's probably a safe assumption. Yeah. I mean, we don't like to assume anything in science or anything in, in research and stuff. But, you know, if if they're having orange juice one day, it's in the fridge. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to crack it open again uh, and, and consume it. So how do we identify how well our kids are doing? Well, you might want to take a food log yourself, right? You might want to change the way you're grocery shopping, be a little bit more strategic in the supermarket. Um, the other thing is really, uh, not buying garbage, right? You know, it's always that, uh, when my wife and I want to crack down a bit on our diets and stuff, you know what we do? We just don't buy bad things. Mm -hmm. And, and that quite often it's that type of thing. It's in the back of your mind. If it's in the cupboard, your mind will go there. You're going to be tempted. And then in the moment of weakness, 10 PM Netflix, and you 
dive into a bag of potato chips. You've been there? Absolutely. I have been there. So uh, this, this kind of, and, and this is important because really our kids are our future, right? They, we got to set them on a good foundation to build healthy habits, to make sure they're, they're understanding their nutrition requirements. And, you know, for goodness sakes, asking them to eat one vegetable a day would would be a big improvement from having no vegetables, no fruits. Because if if these kids are anything like mine, they're eating and then they're asking for a snack later. And we kind of have rules in our house where it's like, you know what? Okay, you can have one kind of packaged snack. might be like a bear paw or like goldfish crackers or something like that. And then your next snack has to be an apple. It has to be a banana. It has to be uh, yogurt or something like that, something a little bit more nutritious. So, um, you know, we kind of have that rule in place and the kids know and are aware, okay, I had my package snack. Now I'm going to move to my apple and peanut butter at night or something like that, right? So that's one good strategy. The other thing is like not forcing them, but perhaps preparing the vegetables in a way that's fun for kids. Maybe adding things to it. Like you ever see like, uh, well, I just mentioned peanut butter with apples goes great. Peanut butter with celery goes great. Um, Peanut butter and raisins on celery, you know, like the the bugs on a a log or something like that. Uh, Broccoli trees. Absolutely. There's just certain ways to frame these things to kids to say like, look, here it is. It's on your plate. You don't necessarily have to eat it, but you should try it out, right? Yeah. And give them opportunities to succeed with it because that's really key. If you just give up and you're giving them pizza pockets every single day, you know, not great for them and their development. So what's your favorite kind of go-to veggie snack, Emerson, if we can maybe intrigue the listeners and give them a, a little bit of uh, uh, something to try at home? I'm a pretty plain Jane kind of guy. I'm... It's a little bit of a guilty pleasure, but it would be celery and cheese Whiz. I know it's not the most healthy thing in the world, but at least I'm getting my celery in me. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's not terrible, right? Even if the kids had celery with the cheese Whiz, they'd still be getting a vegetable. Absolutely. So usually mine is like I'll have – my wife and I uh, a couple times a week will actually just kind of do like a veggie platter for lunch. And we'll put out like chopped up uh, peppers, chopped up uh, cucumber, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, celery, carrots. And then we'll have like a, a hummus or something like that that they can dip. And that's always pretty good. Absolutely. Um, but it's easy for the kids too. Yeah. And I think that they kind of like to be able to have the variety and they like to, to pick and choose, right? And uh, sometimes you might just need to... to you know, evaluate what your kid likes and what they don't like, you know, maybe the sweeter ones like the snap peas or the, um, you know, peppers and stuff like that are more appealing to them. Right. So maybe making more dishes that involve that, like a stir fry with rice, peppers and and chicken, you know, you could keep it pretty, pretty basic, but. Yep. Uh, Another thing too, is I've seen a lot online, mainly Pinterest of making food platters shaped as animals, whether you're using, um, like make an owl, you can, it's so easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. That's a good strategy. Um, researchers found that one year olds, uh, are, they're more likely to eat fruit or vegetables every day and less likely to have sugary drinks, likely because of the age. I mean, you know, when they're a baby or getting out of the baby zone, 
you know, I find parents are a little bit more particular with what they're giving their kids. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just looking at that, just making sure, because here's the other thing, the flip side of this, what does fruits and vegetables give us Emerson? Not only do they give us good nutrient dense foods that, that, you know, we need vitamins, minerals and stuff from those foods. They also give us this thing called fiber and fiber is awesome because it keeps you feeling full and satiated. Therefore, if your kids are eating more fiber, they're going to feel more full. And they're going to snack less. So it saves the parents money, keeps bad snacks out of their body, and they get uh, more nutrients. And that's a win-win-win, right? Absolutely. The other thing that fruits and veggies give us are their non-inflammatory foods, meaning you're not going to get a kid with upset stomachs or sore joints or anything like that. And not only does it go for your kids, but it goes for yourself as well. Yeah, that's correct. And if you think that you can just substitute um, an apple for apple juice, you know, there's there's the whole metabolism thing, you know, the thermic effect of food, just eating it, the fiber from the skin, the nutrients that get digested and processed. When you just drink a sugary drink like juice, it, it goes through your digestive tract relatively quickly, um, doesn't make you feel full, and gets absorbed uh, fast, right? Like it's... It's kind of, yeah, you get that sugar spike, and then you get the crash. And cranky kids. And cranky kids sometimes, so. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, if you want to check this out, uh, it's online. Uh, maybe we'll do a blog post about it or something like that uh, next week. But uh, it is important to make sure that your kids get uh, a well-rounded diet. So uh, I encourage you to try and incorporate something uh, into their daily routine every day if you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we got for the program today. Of course, uh, this is uh, every Saturday. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back next week for another great edition of the MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio. Emerson, thank you so much for joining the show today. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And now, when you do decide to have kids, you're going to make sure they get what? I'm going to make sure they get fruits and vegetables and not as many fruity drinks you're dang right <laughs> all right that's all we got uh if you got a question about the show today you can always email ron at medpoint.ca uh if you want a full list of services that uh, medpoint offers you can go on medpoint.ca and check those out all right have a great weekend and happy family day